pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. Hi guys and welcome to The Mindful Dog. Today we're with Roman Travers on the Sunday Cafe and we're talking about robotic dogs going to Mars and how much exercise uh, does your dog need in the heat? Roman Travers on Magic Talk. All right, let's lighten things up a bit. Grab the dog and give it a pat and... Dogs are lovely, and a man who knows all about dogs because that's what he does for a job is Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. G'day, mate. Hi, mate. How are you doing? I'm really good. And, yeah, look, I am good. I'm just concerned, though, in the Wellington region, back to the water topic, there are certain rivers they've said you cannot let your dogs get into because of toxic algae bloom in New Zealand. It's, yeah, that's quite, oh, it's quite a common thing in New Zealand, isn't it? It is now, with low-flowing rivers and things. It's not good. Yeah. Darren, you've come across an interesting story today about robotic dogs. What on earth are you talking about? Uh, I thought I'd just change things up a little bit because we talk about, um, obviously, the four-legged furry friends. But um, I was just doing a little search on on Facebook, as you do, and this uh, little video came up of these robotic dogs that NASA has started to do um, to take to Mars. Mm. What are they doing with them on Mars? So I I don't know if you can remember the last uh, Mars rover, but... um, it could only go on the flat, pretty much, because it's a, like a wheeled vehicle. Mm-hmm. Whereas these guys have been designed exactly like dogs. So they've got four legs and they move around and they can fall over and correct themselves. So it's just really nice to see that dogs are inspiring sort of uh, ape, um, robots. It is. You might remember a few years ago now, yeah. I can't remember how many, but in Japan they started marketing robotic dogs for the house. Like it's nice because they don't pee on the couch. <laughs> but what's the benefit in having a robotic dog? I think if you're a lazy dog owner, maybe. You don't have to take it for walks, perhaps. Yeah, you don't <laughs> have to feed less, it. Probably uh, behavioural issues, maybe. Well, there's but that as well. Awful, it? Mm. it would be terrible if they actually started uh, having robotic dogs with behavioural issues. Oh, I just hope we don't go that whole way. of we're so, we, we, we become so clean-driven that we move away from having actual animals doing actual poos in our garden. That would be... Hey, the number here is 0800 You might have a question to put to Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for dogs. Darren, do you want to take some questions today? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, All right, definitely. we've got one. We've got Hillary. G'day, Hillary. Hello, Hillary. Hello, how are you? Now, Not I think the council out. should encourage people to put small tanks into their properties to catch water for cleaning their cars and doing their gardens, etc., etc. Oh, we're on the water thing here. And for watering the dog, maybe, Hillary. I was going to say also for washing exactly, the dog. Exactly, washing one. the dog. Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. Do you have a dog, Hillary? No, we had farm dogs. Oh, you got farm dogs. Well, they're still dogs, aren't they? Yes, they're good dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's good. They what work kind of hard. dogs are they, uh, Hillary? What kind of dogs are they? Well, sheep dogs, sheep dogs. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Are we talking hunterways or heading dogs, Hillary? Mm. Pardon? Hillary, are we talking hunterways or heading dogs? Well, you, you can have both. Well, my, my father had one. He had to shoot it. He said it was born Lord. mad because it would not do anything he trained it to do. Okay. He would attack the sheep and sit around them up. Well, that's not a good so, thing. Um, yeah, yeah they, have a, they have a mix, but he only had about three dogs anyway. And they're, they're different. I mean, they work hard, come home. I used to watch them feed them. They used to roll in the grass. They'd be uh, mm. panting. They'd want some water and then, you know... Feed them, let them run around a while, cool off, mm. and then lock them up for the night in the kennel so they wouldn't go out and bark around and show, chase the sheep. 
Well done, Hilary. Yeah. I think um, we, we might just, you've managed to incorporate both topics. You're very clever. You could be a politician there, couldn't she? With water and dogs. Just on that though, Darren, let's take that off yeah. on a little tangent if you don't mind. How how hard should you run a dog when, if it's hot for you, for example, and you're carrying your own water, should you be doing the same for your dog? Definitely, yeah. Um, and I think we underestimate how how hot dogs get, especially, I mean, we talked a while ago about the sort of brachiophilic dogs with the short noses, and, and they overheat really quickly. Mm. So um, dogs don't sweat in the same way that we do. Most of their heat comes out from when they pant, and I think it's either, I can always get this wrong, the back or the front paws have got some sweat glands. Yeah. So they actually don't sort of like get rid of the heat as, as quickly as we can. So when it's really hot, we don't, we don't take our dogs out midday. It's just way too hot. In fact, they're, they're lazy. They, if they do go out, they just go and sit under a tree. Mm. Um, but a lot of people, I see a lot of people running their dogs um, in the mid-sun um, when they're out running, obviously trying to get fit themselves after the new year. But um, just think about your dogs when you're doing that because dogs won't tell you that they're, they're too tired or they're um, exhausted inside. They'll just collapse and um, yep. exhaustion. They are lovely, though, the way they, you know what, you never see a dog that says, no, I don't want to go out. You never see a dog that's not smiling. They love everybody. Yep, I'll go for another run. So if you've got a big family, can you overdo that with dogs? Yeah, I think you can. I mean, you've always got to be thinking about the wear and tear on the bones and muscles, definitely. Um, And also, I think one of the things that I find, especially after New Year, and I've seen this a little bit, like say going off on a tangent, um, dogs haven't really had much exercise before Christmas or the last six months. Mm. And suddenly now we want to get fit, so we take our dogs out. But our dogs are maybe a little bit overweight, a little bit obese, Mm. and and they can't cope with that amount of exercise. Um, It can be quite a struggle for the dogs if you suddenly load them with a two-kilometre run when they're only used to doing 100 metres. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's a fair point you make as well. All right, you might have some questions for Darren. Perhaps you've just gone and got yourself a brand-new dog under the Christmas tree, perhaps, and you want some guidance and direction. By the way, Darren Rowe is available after hours, if you know what I mean, after the show, because that's what he does for a job. Just Google Mindfulness for Dogs and you'll come up with his business, and he's very happy to help you over and beyond. What are some of the other issues we need to be concerned about in the heat, Darren? In the heat? Well, certainly um, lack of water. Um, we've got a um, little um, Twinkie, our puppy. She's a pain in the bum, basically, talking about water. She will tip over any water bowl, and <clears throat> we've even got big buckets now that are like three times as heavy as she is, but she'll still tip them over because it's a fun game. <laughs> so just have a little think about how you're arranging your water because quite often dogs do put their front paws in the water, and again, I think that's a cooling thing. Mm. Um, and they may well end up making that water dirty, muddy, or, or just tipping it all over the place. So you might go out for the day thinking you've given them plenty of water, like one bowl, and actually that's gone in a couple of minutes because it's on the floor. <clears throat> so certainly that. Um, the other thing is water, if you put it outside, I see a lot of people with their water bowls for the dogs outside, it just heats up and it, it heats up so quickly, especially in a metal bowl. Mm. So you can always put some ice um, in there. Um, we, I remember seeing um, a long time ago, um, you fill up a balloon, a small balloon, and mm. then put it in the freezer and it, it sort of like massive great big ice bowl and then put that in the bowl. That's quite good. Okay. That um, does it. Um, obviously, there's the, the tarmac or the, the ground. So the ground gets incredibly hot. I think last, yesterday it was quite a hot one in the Waikato. Mm. And I think by about 9.30, the ground, the, the, the road was too hot for a dog to put their paws on. Yeah, so what's the rule there? You actually literally put your hands on the footpath, don't you? If yeah. you can't hold your hands there, don't walk like the dog. 
Yeah, it's like um, I mean, if you I, we haven't got babies and stuff like that, but if you think about when you test a water bottle with baby, a, a milk bottle, mm. then just put your hands down, and if it burns, I think your elbow is the most sensitive, isn't it? So if you put your elbow down, um, and it burns your elbow, then it's certainly going to burn those pads off the uh, the dogs. And again, your dog won't tell you until they get home, and suddenly then it's just red raw. Shona's texting. Shona says there's kennel cough in Canterbury. We're advised yeah. not to take our dogs to the doggy parks. How long does it remain in the park? I thought it would only be there and tr- transmitted from dog to dog. Are we waiting for all dogs to become well before we can return to the dog parks? How is kennel cough treated if it is contracted, says Shona? Yeah, it's quite an interesting one. I've been trying to follow that one, actually. I think there's a, um, I'm not a vet, obviously, so my information is just, um, mainly on what I've read on the internet and what I understand of it. There's lots of different um, viruses and bacteria that can cause kennel cough, so it's not just one thing, as far as I can tell. And um, we vaccinate against kennel cough generally, and it's a, a mixture of different things. But um, uh, there's a bit of possible scaremongering, maybe, about the linking the coronavirus, or sorry, COVID-19, shall we say, with the kennel cough. Mm. Um, from what I read, the, the, the latest kennel cough is a coronavirus, but not in any way the same as COVID-19. Okay. Um, uh, kennel cough comes every year it's something that's always there it never goes um, and we get massive outbreaks so perhaps this one's a little bit more virulent um, it's normally passed with dog saliva so don't let your dog um, drink from a, a communal bowl ah. so when you go to cafes take yeah. your own water because that's definitely the way it's going to be spread um, in parks if you've got um, puddles and things like that don't let your dog go and um, lick in the puddles at the moment it's not much rain so that's probably not going to happen but that's the kind of things if they are meeting um, but just, again, be responsible, because if your dog is doing that hoping cough and it's like a raspy cough, um, then just don't take them out. And it can take about oh, a good two, three weeks. OK. Um, hey, Darren, I've got another question you. about uh, kennel cough yeah. as well from Jim, and I'll come to that in just a moment. If you've got questions for Darren Rowe, look, he's not a vet. He's a dog behaviourist. So don't get all technical on the old up the schnoza kennel cough vaccination stuff. But any questions around behaviour and how to train your dog to make it, make you a flat white? 0800 844 747. Now, Darren, the text here is from, doesn't say. Oh, no, it does say. It says Jim. Jim says, I've got a fox terrier just over 12 months. She had a vaccination for kennel cough. What is kennel cough? Can you please explain that to me? Yeah, so I've just had a, I've just gone on my internet. Um, as I'm at home today, it's quite useful. Mm. So, um, kennel cough's a, a viral disease, and that's why we have vaccinations. But you can get quite a lot of complications with the bacterial um, sort of. Uh, so, as soon as you get, um, actually, no, there's two. Sorry, so there's actually a bacterial and a viral one. So, we, we vaccinate against the, the viral one, but mm. the, the bacterial one can still come in. Vaccinations don't last forever, no, with kennel cough, as far as I'm aware. I think it's a yearly thing you have to do, it, it literally runs out. Um, so that's possibly why she's got it if she's been vaccinated. Um, most people will uh, recommend that you vaccinate if you go to daycares or if you go to um, kennels and things like that mm. because obviously you can have close contact with dogs there. So. All right. That makes a lot of sense. And yep. stick around because on the program in the coming weeks, of course, we do have uh, our wonderful vet from Vitora Vets, Charlie Quinn, and she'll be able to address those questions as well. Darren Rowe, normally on the Sunday Cafe, he's very kindly stepped in today and he's providing advice for you. And Rose is here. G'day, Rose. Nice to have you on the program. Morning, Rose. Oh, hi. Yes. yes, morning. I usually listen to your program every Sunday. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, my question is, my daughter's dog, he looks 
he's got a big face, and he she bought a new dog kennel, but uh, he's uh, eaten all the side of the dog kennel. He keeps chipping away at it. All right. Is he outside? Mm-hmm. And, and is the dog kennel uh, uh, a kennel that he's inside and he, and he can't get out of it? So it's like a chained thing? Or is he just running free uh, in the garden? No, I don't, I don't think they tie him up. No, he just walks. Yeah. <clears throat> so you know, normally when, when dogs are chewing... Oh, how old is he, actually, before I say that? Be about four. About four, OK. So, so if he was younger, some of that chewing can be teething, but clearly he's gone through that teething phase. So it sounds to me like there's a bit of anxiety there. Um, a lot of dogs, and, and obviously without seeing the dog, it would be a hard one to say for sure, but um, quite often um, dogs that are left outside, they have to deal with the whole world and they've got to cope with the traffic noise and the birds flying over and people shouting around oh. and all that kind of stuff. And they can struggle with that. So normally the sign oh, yeah. of chewing is a normal sign of anxiety. Oh, because um, also, he used to other... sleep in the garage. Yeah, so suddenly if he's now outside, maybe there's a bit of a change. He's not coping very well. The other thing is dogs actually enjoy chewing. <laughs> so it might just be a, a boredom a relieving thing. If he's, if he's in there by oh, himself, yeah. he's not got a lot to do. He might just be bored and, you know, it's there, so why not? <laughs> so it's going to be one of those two things, really, I would say. But the good thing you could do is um, uh, maybe buy some chew toys. Um, have you seen those Kongs? I, I talk about Kongs an awful lot. They're like a little rubber toy that you can stuff with treats and, and put some of those down. You can always bury them as well, and they can dig them up. That's quite fun for dogs. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I will mention it. Mind you, I've got the dog yep. a new kennel near my partner. Mm. It could be just a lack of things to play with by the sounds of it, Rose, but there's a good idea from Darren just to buy some toys. The one thing you don't want to do is buy another dog. <laughs> okay. Why? Because it will teach that dog the same bad habit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All, right. All right, here's another question on the text machine. Thank you, Rose. Keep the questions coming in for Darren for a few more minutes on 0800 844 747. Off the text machine, G'day team, interested in getting a new dog. I'm on a farm, but would like to take my dog to work. I'm a tradesman, so it's not much of an issue, but what dogs do not bark as much as others? I'm looking at a Border Collie or a German Pointer or a Labrador. My per, I, I would, if you're a tradie, I would say it's probably not the best dog of choice, um, just because they'll want to work. So if you have a border collie um, and and he goes to a trade, he's going to be trying to round up all your tradies. Mm. Um, <clears throat> a lot of a lot of dogs that I see with tradies would be um, like little fox terriers, um, little small ones, because if they have to stay in the car, then it's not so bad. And and I see a lot of um, little sappy type dogs. They seem to cope quite well with that one-to-one interaction. They like that. And they're quite happy to sit in cars if they can't get out on the properties. Because remember, if you're a tradie, sometimes um, don't just assume your dog's going to be allowed to be run free. Because if you came here, your dog would be in the car all day. Yeah. Um, because I wouldn't have another dog running on my property when I've got my dogs. Yeah. I wouldn't. Um, so yeah, look, um, you know, the Alsatian, the German Shepherd, whichever way you want to describe them, they are a big a, hairy beastie, right? So if that's in a car all yeah. day, it's going to be shedding hair everywhere. Oh. What about, this is not very cool for a blokey tradesman, but what about an Italian greyhound? Again, it, it's, it's down to exercise, isn't it? I mean, they're quite small, I guess, but yeah. um, I probably, I'd probably steer clear of that one because they'd want to get out. They'd oh. want to run around. Okay. You know, you still need to be giving exercise and that kind of stuff to the dog. Um, all the all the tradies that I've had here, they, they've all had either little stuffy types or they've had like a, a fox terrier cross. I'm sure there are 101 types of dogs you can have. Um, one, one tradie actually had a, um, uh, oh gosh, yeah, not Great Dane, what are they called? Um, 
Oh, completely forgotten. Irish Wolfhound. That's the one. That's the one. Thank you, Roman. Seriously. <laughs> that's the perfect thing he bought once. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> but that was. He knew that he could run around in our paddock because we, we we knew the guys. So you could throw a saddle on an Irish Wolfhound and enter oh, the next races he, at Terrapraha. He, Honestly. Huge. It was funny. He had a Ute, and um, it wasn't uh, like a. Um, it was a. Um, a Ute with um, seats in the back as well, mm. and pretty much the dog had the Ute. <laughs> his paws were on his front seat. It was hilarious. Yeah, look, I've uh, I'm lucky enough because I walk in up and down and around and around and around Mount Eden. I see a plethora of dogs, and when you see a breed you don't know, people love to tell you about their dogs. Do you remember I was telling you about that French one? Not a baguette, not a croissant. What's that French breed? What did it look like again? I, I can't remember. Oh, huge, huge, big, hairy beasties. Um, Briard, Briard. Briard. one, isn't it? I think, what a yeah. beautiful dog no, that is. Beautiful. Yeah, they are. All right, so choose carefully, but once you've chosen that breed, don't just think it's going to know what you want it to do. Have a chat with Darren Rowe. He's here at the moment for a, a bit more on 0800 844 747. Getting the simple things right at the start makes things so much easier. This text says, I've got a cool coat which is spelled K-O-O-L. Yeah. I, so this one says, uh, it's, it's about keeping a dog cool. I purchased from F- Freddie and Phoebe online. It's absolutely fantastic and keeps the dog's coat cool for about three hours. It's a lightweight white coat that you rinse with water. I keep mine in the fridge in a plastic bag. And if I see my dog panting or it's very humid, as it was yesterday, I put on the cool coat and within minutes it stops panting and relaxes. Yeah, they're absolutely fantastic. We used to do a lot of agility in the UK. I still do here. But we had, all of our dogs had these really trendy little cool coats. Wow. And I think it was a cool canine coat. It sounds a little bit different. This is probably the blue version. Um, and it was like a gel, and you would you'd put it in cold water, and it would soak up the moisture, and then it would cool the dogs down. And, yeah, in a couple of minutes, the dogs were fantastic, especially Jeez. after they'd just done agility. But um, just a word of warning here, there's a lot of coats out there that have a reflective, um, like a um, tin foil type mm. look to them. Don't use those, because what happens is we think we're, we're stopping the sun from hitting the dog, but what we're doing is we're just reflecting the dog's heat back into the body, and it can sometimes cause problems. So oh. really do your research on those coats. Well, that's a good point. So, so if you are buying something like that, maybe have a chat with your local vet clinic and see what they recommend. Because yeah. that'd be a horrible thing to overcook your dog in a car or right, something. The, the, one, oh. the ones that the caller um, uh, talked about, as far as I'm aware, they don't do that. So that's good. Okay. They're, they're the good ones. Now, Tom on the text machine. Thanks for texting in, Tom, on 3920. We have an eight-week-old pup that seems to be biting us when she's playing with us. How do we stop her biting? I'd just say bite her back, wouldn't right. you? Darren? <laughs> no, no. No? Oh, okay. So the first, thing to, the first thing to know, Tom, is that that's totally normal, okay? And it has to happen, otherwise your puppy is going to end up uh, not learning how to bite properly, and then when it's one years old, it's going to end up biting really hard. So all puppies go through a biting phase, and, and it's called bite inhibition training. Um, I can do a little plug here. If you want to really learn how to do it, you can um, jump onto my website, and we've got an online course, an online puppy course, and it goes through all of how to do that sort of thing. Um, So you can find that. But but essentially what you do is you have to teach your dog how to bite, and then you teach them how to bite um, less aggressively. Um, You can always redirect into toys as well. Hang on, hang on. You just said you need to teach your puppy how to bite? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, I know. So you actually got to let them bite your hands a little bit. Uh, it sounds really strange. It sounds quite counterproductive, isn't it? And then you, you kind of withdraw yourself when it's really hard, and then they realise that that's too hard, and then you let them bite again a little bit. This, this takes a couple of weeks, and um, and then they get they bite less and less and less. Our, our pups were quite big biters, border collies. Anyone who's got border collie knows they're quite biters. Mm. Um, after about a week, 
because of no biting at all. Then, of course, it comes back. So be warned, Tom, because in about 14, maybe 14, 15 weeks, um, when about 14, 15 weeks old, then the teething comes through and then they start to bite you really hard. But what you'll find is when they put their, your hand in their mouth, they'll pull it to the back of their mouth. Mm. As soon as they do that, you know it's a teething, and that's just when you've got to get all those teething toys like bones and uh, Kongs, uh, yeah, Kongs and uh, Nyla bones and things like that. Okay, we're almost out of time, Darren. I really want to quickly ask you, though, about the benefits The benefits of choosing the right name. There's no point in calling a dog Sebastian, Augustus, Gloop, Nova Flow, Excess Drainage, whatever. Yeah, keep it short, right? Single-syllable stuff? Definitely. Um, not necessarily single-syllables, but that first syllable, you want a very strong name. So, mm. like, um, we call a dog Lemon, and there's that hard consonant sound um, because that's what they're going to hear. Um, and that, that's the important thing. A lot of the softer names, the dogs don't really distinguish. And you also want a name that stands out because when you're in the park, you don't want to be calling, um, you know, the, the classic name. I think the most popular one at the moment is Max and yeah. Bella. Yeah. So you'll probably call that and you have 100 dogs running towards you. <laughs> did, did you know, Roman, there were 558 dogs registered last year called Bella in Christchurch alone. <laughs> oh, that's a lovely name, though. <laughs> Bella. Huge. Cool. I know. It is a nice name, but you can imagine if you're in a park in Christchurch, you shout out the word Bella. Oh, especially in Finn Dalton. <laughs> Next thing, 400 poodles come running towards you, you know? Yeah. And do you know what one of the really um, uh, more popular dog names has been? You'll never guess. Mm -mm. Is that by a thousand percent? Covey. Cody? (laughs) Covey. Oh, no. Oh, gosh, no. (laughs) No. No. Mad. Why would you call your dog that? (laughs) Yeah, because then, you know, if you're at the park and someone's calling for COVID and you say, I've got COVID, everyone would start running away. You know, that's stupid. Stupid. Hey, Darren, how do people get in touch with you? Oh, yeah. Um, So you can find me on um, Facebook. Just type in Mindfulness for Dogs um, with that number four. Um, It's just mindfulnessfordogs.com, or you can just search for Darren Rowe and you'll find me. Mm. One last thing, though, Roman. Whenever you use the dog's name, always in a positive way. Never tell your dog off using their name. Oh. Very important. Oh, mm, I see. I've done it wrong for years and years, Darren, but you're (laughs) the right man to get us on track. And we find you on the interweb how again? Yep, so you can find me on Facebook, just mm. Mindfulness for Dogs, with that number four. Um, you can uh, just search for Darren Rowe and you'll find me there, or just Mindfulness for Dogs, I'm all over there. So. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Thank you, Darren. It's always good to catch up with you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Darren Rowe, normally from the Sunday Cafe, we'll get back into that again in a couple of weeks' time as well. If you're out and about with your dog, take a little, I don't know, a little bowl and some water. Look after it, half past nine. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.